welcome to the Committed to Christ <laughs> podcast. Hello. Happy birthday. Late happy birthday. Happy Easter. Happy birthday to me. Happy Dingus Day. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what other holidays can we think about? Yeah. Uh, what is today? Isn't there some... some? Oh, it's uh, Taco Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, um, that happens weekly. <laughs> I told you I had a good lead-in story for the you podcast. Did. yes. Okay, so here it is. All right. We're down one coffee cup. What'd you do? Okay. Was it my cup? No, it was one of my favorite cups. Not the cup that the white ones. Yes, oh. not the not the cup that you did your What'd podcast you do? on. Okay, so this morning I did my routine. Right, I got up, did did my thing, got ready, got the coffee in my one of my favorite cups. Yes, I just like the feel of the cup. I so don't know what to say. I came downstairs. I went to set the coffee cup down on the uh, end table end table between the chairs. And somehow it slipped out of my fingers. I don't know how it happened, but it, it just like it just slipped right out of my fingers. It hit the table and then it hit the floor and the handle broke off of the cup. Oh no. So somewhere down here there is a handle for the cup. I couldn't find it. I found a couple other pieces. I picked it up. But Dexter was right there. To clean up the coffee. He was he had coffee with me this morning, Aww. but his was on the floor. So um, but man, it was I was really upset. You know how it is. I wonder when you why have he was like, dragging this morning. <laughs> yeah. Coming off the cafe. I mean, you know how it is when you have your favorite cup or your favorite something. Cause you just like the way it feels and it just if you could just see my eyes right now. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, right. So <laughs> anyway, so I guess I need to go coffee cup shopping. I mean, no, we no. had two of them. We have, we have plenty one. of coffee cups. I know, Just but I don't pick out another one. I don't like them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Y'all feel my pain here. Oh, I mean, there's, there's not even enough gotta, room in the cupboard, and you want to go you, find another coffee cup. I don't, you gotta, it's gotta feel right. You know, it just, it makes the I don't know, Greg, better. I'm a girl. It's got to uh, look right. Yeah. It doesn't have to feel anything. Anyway, so, well, we are continuing on our study in the book of Romans. And on this podcast, we're going to be covering chapter four. But I think before we get into that, we need to kind of go back a little bit to chapter three. Just because, because there's no division. Yeah. And it was just written as a book. There were no, they broke it into chapters right. later. And really, so really, these flows. two chapters, you could actually remove that number four. Right. And, and they would flow going. right together. Because basically, chapter four is Paul using Abraham as an example of being justified by faith. Right. So I'm going to read just a couple of verses out of Romans chapter three okay. to tie this. Together. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so this is Romans 3, starting in verse 21. Paul writes, But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So there's the there's the the playing field, right? right. There's the equality. Right. right. It's it's across the board. We're right. all the same when it comes to our salvation in Jesus. Right. One more verse here in chapter 3, verse 28, for we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. 
So just okay. to kind of build on that again. Okay. Okay. So are you ready to get started in chapter four? Is there anything you would like to add before? No, I think that's good. I'll okay. let you just go ahead and we'll... All right. Well, here's chapter four, starting in verse one. Paul writes, what then shall we say? that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter. Okay, in, in the matter of being justified by faith. Right? right. If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. Okay, so he had something to boast about before men. Right, because not, of the things that he had done. Right, right. all of his works. accomplishments. Right, but not before God. Right. Okay, verse 3, what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, I just want to stop right there. That's that's a key verse for the the rest of the of the chapter here. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, as we read, Paul is going to give us an example of how that worked in Abraham's life. Right. Verse four. Now, to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. So I looked this up this morning as I was studying this. Yeah. And, and crediting something means, I guess in a worldly term, like an account. Right, okay. Right, so yeah. you're you're storing up something in this account right. as credit. Right. And an easy way to, I guess, understand it would be in Abraham's account, Right. <laughs> he had... Righteousness. Right. Because of one thing. Faith. He believed God. Right. Right. So, and the same goes for us. Right. Because he's talking the about- Stored up. He's right. He's talking and, about working. So if you work, you get paid a wage. It's because you deserve it because you work. But when he talks about this this faith, right. there's nothing that you can do. You can't work to receive credit from mm-hmm. God. Right. I so, get you. So faith is the only way to get this credit. Yeah. Okay. I got to tell you, if they paid me in credit- <laughs> at work, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I know. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, you're not working for the same thing. No, you. I'm not. All right. <laughs> Verse six. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness to the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Now that's you and me. It is. And I, as you're reading this, so I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, so the whole point of this, guys, is you are saved by faith. There is nothing that you can do to earn your salvation. Mm-hmm. Now, when you believe in God, as you as you believe in God, you're going to do things and you're going to maybe you know get some kudos here and there from people, but that doesn't make you any more important than anybody else in God's eyes. Right. All right, let's continue on in verse 9. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness, right? Back up in verse 3. Yes. Talked about that. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it credited after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received circumcision as a sign, a seal, of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then he is the father of all who believe but have not been circumcised in order that righteousness might be credited to them. Just as we were saying all along, right? right? He was justified 
he was declared righteous in God's sight before right. the covenant came. Right. Right. Before circumcision became a part of the law right. that you had right. to do. Okay, verse 12. And he is then also the father of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Okay, now let me read this little note that I have in my Bible, because there's a lot of talk about circumcision right now. Yeah. Because circumcision is a, is a big deal, okay? Right, but it, it, and I, yeah, and it's it means more than just the physical thing. Yeah. Right. It was a sign yeah. of the covenant. Right. Okay. Right. So here's my little note here. It says, circumcision was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. So it served to remind the Israelites of God's promises and their vows. Over time, the Jews came to see circumcision itself as what made them acceptable to God. And so it became a symbol of dependence on human effort rather than God's grace. Paul was reminding them that the outward sign is not as important as the inward reality. So Paul is talking right now to the Jews, right? The Jewish people yes, in Romans. Right. And and I think just just so that if you're someone who has not read the Old Testament, you don't understand what this whole circumcision thing is or what it represents. So it was a covenant and it represented their they, them saying, yes, I'm going to follow these laws. I'm going to listen to you, God. I'm going to follow you, right? right? It was their commitment to God. That was the whole point of it. They didn't, and and so what they kind of did was they twisted it in their minds, mm-hmm. right? They made that the, mo- like made the most important thing. Yes, yeah, so this is what shows that I'm a Jew. Not that I believe in God, not that I have faith in God, but that I've been circumcised. Right. They so put more in the works. And that, so that's what Paul's reiterating. Yeah, and that's where they, they put... I guess you could say it like this. They put their faith in that right. particular thing. Right. Well, I've been circumcised. Okay. Let me, and it's like, so what? Do you have faith in God, right? Let me give you an example from my life. Okay. I was born and raised in Catholicism. And as I got older, I had what uh, you would call a scapular. Okay. Uh, a scapular is a like a, um, it's kind of like a necklace, but it's made out of cloth and it's got a picture on each end. And I don't remember what the picture is. I think one might be of Mary, and the other one is maybe something you know, with a prayer or something. I don't even remember what it is. But the point of it was if you had this on your person, if you carried it with you, okay. and you died, that was your ticket to heaven because you had this with you. And to be really honest, I put my faith in that. You had to have it with you. I had to. Your train I had ticket. It, I had my. I had my wallet on me all the time, and it okay. was in my wallet. So it was your pass. And I, it, it was. Yeah. I. I put my faith in that piece of material, and I. I relied on that. I thought, well, I've got this with me. This is my ticket into heaven. And it wasn't until I got saved and gave my life to Christ that I realized what grace and what salvation and what the gospel really was. Okay, and that really makes sense to me because when I listen to you and you say that, I think, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make sure, any sense right. to me at no, all. No, it doesn't. But So that was where the Gentiles were with this whole circumcision thing. Like, what is the whole point of all of this, right? Why it was your covenant. Yes. What? What? It, right? And that was why Paul was saying, don't put this on the Gentiles. Don't. Right. Okay. And the, the point of all this was, and, and this is what I learned through my it's own life. It's not that it's act. About, right. It's about your heart. Right. 
It's about your heart, what's in your heart, and understanding what Jesus did. Right. Okay. Moving right along, verse 13. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing, and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. So basically what he's what he's saying here is if if you can earn this through the law, why even worry about faith? Right. I mean, what's the point of it? Right. There isn't any. And then at the end it says where there is no law, there's no transgression. Well, I guess that makes something legal then. If there's no law against something. Right. I'm not sure why he put that there. Because the law and the faith are still important together because the law helps you realize that you you can make mistakes, but God wants you to know that there's nothing that you can do to change it. Like there's nothing that you can offer. There's no payment you can make to get rid of this wrongdoing except the faith. blood. Except so he brings the it blood all together. Okay, right. All right. Now that 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 ties it together very right. well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Okay, I like it. Verse 16, therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. Remember, he's, he's right. the father of all. Right. right? And, and what did he do? He, he had I mean, both you, sides of you, it. If you look back the, to understand what he means when he's talking about the faith of Abraham is to look back at Abraham's life. Yes. Like he he did he God told him to do things and he was obedient. Mm-hmm. He he had faith to believe that God was going to get him through even when the things that God asked him to do made no sense. Right. And leave leave your home country. And you know, we're, and we're getting people. to that. Right, right. The big part here. Yes. Verse 17 as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things into being things that were not. Okay. When God said that he was going to make him the father of many nations, that hadn't happened yet. No. And it so was So that was that was something that he was calling into being something that wasn't right. yet. Right. So that's, that's good. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you have to read the story of Abraham. That's why it's so important, you know, to to read the whole Bible. But this is about salvation. This is right. about yes. Verse 18, against all hope Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Okay, against all hope. (laughs) Can we just get real here for a minute? Yeah. Guy's old. Right. His wife was old. Right. They were beyond the years of childbearing. Right. There was no way. I mean, how are you going to have a baby if you can't have a baby? Right. It's, it's going totally to take God. the hand of God. Right. And remember, he calls things into being. Well, they so didn't believe that God could do it. I mean, that, you know, God did bring them to a point where they had to believe it because that was why Sarah offered. Oh, Hagar. Or Hagar, yeah. Yeah. Because she was, he was like, okay, you know, I can, if I, I maybe I'm not the one that's supposed to do this. Maybe it's going to be somebody else. Maybe it's your line, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, like we just said, since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, 
but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Right. That is the end of chapter four. Yeah. And, you know, I was just going to say really quickly. So if you jump into chapter five, because sometimes it rolls together, Mm -hmm. the first verse is, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. So it's just he, what he's, he's explaining mm-hmm. how they had the law. They couldn't keep the law. God sent his son. And by faith, we believe in his son. You know, us now, right. we, we've never seen him. Right. We're reading about him and we're believing by faith. Right. And that's what's going to save and us. And Abraham was declared righteous before and after the law. Right. And, uh, and God blessed him. Right. And, and they, they had their baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they had Isaac. Right. And, um, and he was faithful to his promise. And he's going to be faithful to us. Right. Right. Our salvation is locked and secure right. in Jesus Christ. Right. We believe, we have faith, we trust, we have, therefore, we have righteousness. Yes. So I think that was great. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to keep going and... and I know. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Move on to chapter five. (laughs) You got a head start. I know. I can't help it. (laughs) Nobody read ahead, so you don't know what's going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time.